Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 377. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist. Uh, today's blog is about acting. These, you know, are some of the more popular posts. It's very interesting. I, I guess people come to an arts blog to hear about the arts. <laughs> and maybe not technology, for example. Well, uh, we've got some technology posts coming down the pike, so hang on to your hats. But they are going to involve art. They are a combination of art and tech. So hang on to your tech hats, your arts hats, all the things. Okay, so uh, is there anything I need to tell you? This post is also inspired by a show I did back in September, October. Um, and I think that's all you need to know. Um, yeah, it is called Some Actor Training You Don't Get in School. When I was in high school and dreaming of being an actor, I read a lot of the major acting texts. I read Stanislavski. I read Stella Adler. I read Uta Hagen. I read Sanford Meisner. I was particularly enchanted with the Meisner book and tried to square it with the Meisner exercises we'd done at the Governor's School for the Arts. They didn't quite connect, and I could never really apply what I learned to actual shows, but I was captivated. And all these texts seem to strive for a more authentic, emotionally honest style of acting. A lot of acting training is concerned with this authenticity. A lot of acting training takes itself very seriously. I took it all pretty seriously. I took myself pretty seriously, truth be told. And then I started working as an actor. The concerns of working actors have very little in common with acting training. For the most part, the jobbing actor becomes less concerned with whether or not you can tell someone their shirt is brown with authenticity. Yes, this was an exercise I did when I was 15. But whether or not you can be heard and understood by the audience. I wouldn't trade the moments I spent in Meisner's or Hagen's, or Adler's, or Stanislavski's company. But when it comes time to actually put on a show, the experience of surviving a thousand students who definitely didn't choose to watch us, or getting to the end of a show in a gymnasium or a cafetorium, are all a lot more useful to me than anything I learned in a book or at school. There is no better education than having to do a show in hundreds of different venues with very different kinds of audiences. It's not something you can learn in a book. I don't think you can learn it in a classroom either. It would be such a terrible class. It would probably just consist of someone saying, nope, still can't hear you, over and over again. And then, like, trying to say a monologue over a room full of people pretending to misbehave. I've had teacher training like this. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Acting in different circumstances is a learn-it-on-your-feet kind of skill. You learn how to connect with an audience, how to work with them, how to win them over, and how to adapt 
to their interest. I recently did a show outdoors in a community garden, and as soon as we started our show, two children in the audience started screaming at one another. It was loud and distracting. High decibel motorcycles and trucks went by. At one point, a line of small children ran through our playing area, right where an actor had been blocked to cross. In situations like this, it is very useful to have some experience to rely on. Because no acting training program will tell you what to do when a trio of children suddenly troop through your stage uninvited. That's because there is no one thing to do when this sort of thing happens. There never is a this sort of thing again, really. The main thing you learn from experience is how to roll with the unexpected. The other skill that came in quite handy for this performance was teaching. I wouldn't have thought that my years of teaching many different ages would have informed my acting, but in a chaotic environment like a public garden, getting the audience in order a little bit before starting is definitely useful. Classroom management skills come in very handy. We had quite a few hyped-up children gathered, and despite the fact that there were no scripted breaks of the fourth wall, I made eye contact with every kid I could see before we began. It's not a decision I made, really. I just, in those first few minutes, made sure they knew I could see them. Afterwards, I was able to debrief about the show and realized what I'd been doing and why. It was entirely instinct at the time, but I recognized then that that was both a teaching muscle and an acting one kicking into action. I suspect that if I hadn't set the scene that way, we would have been in a lot more trouble than we were. I'm intensely grateful for all that my teachers and my books taught me about acting. I'm also grateful for all that audiences and experience taught me. There are so many kinds of training. But audiences are the teachers I didn't know I needed until I got much further down the road. Do I enjoy shouting over a truck backing up? No. Do I feel like I'm really in it? No. It doesn't feel like what we like acting to feel like but I don't do this for my feelings. I do it to make sure the audience can see and hear the story we set out to give them. If I felt great about my feelings, but no one could hear or see me, I would not be doing the job. That's one of the things you really begin to learn from experience. The audience tells you that. So in a way, I wrote this one to help myself feel better about how much shouting I was having to do in the show. Um, and also just like realizing and processing about it and that those kind of uncomfortable feelings of, wow, I just shouted for 20 minutes straight. That's not how I like acting to go. But ultimately, like that is what was required of the moment. And... I think it it's important to recognize that and to acknowledge it. Um, like the difference between how something feels and what we actually did. 
and I think as a young actor, I, I privileged my feelings so much more over, you know, the performance necessarily. So even if I did my job over in difficult circumstances, uh, I would still feel bad because I didn't, you know, feel it the way I expected to. And uh, I think I just felt like young actors maybe could stand to realize that your, your feelings are valid, of course. Of course we want to be able to feel, you know, something. <laughs> but uh, but the, the circumstances are what they are. And, and acting ultimately is about the people who turn up. So they got to hear you. And if what you got to do to have them hear you is shout over a garbage truck, that is what you have to do. And and it's, in fact, good acting. Anyway. Um, it feels so long ago now, and I guess it was, because technically this performance happened, I think, on the 1st of October. So it's been a little while. I guess, uh, I guess I'm a little behind. I thought I was ahead, but I'm behind. <laughs> Um, so what song? What song? Well, I've already done uh, Tears for Fears Shout, so that's out. Um, if you would like to hear that, you go back to episode 72. It was the episode about Radiolab. Um, I think it's called My Respect Was Yours to Lose. Anyway, episode 72. You can hear Shout. And here today, you're going to hear Twist and Shout. I was initially thinking I should maybe do the Isley Brothers Shout, because there's a whole thing about a little bit louder now and a little bit softer now. And I thought, oh, well, that's like what happens in a show. Sometimes you can modulate down. Sometimes you go up. You know, sometimes you got to be real loud and sometimes you can be real soft. So... Uh, but ultimately, that song is not really a solo experience. Like, or, or even like without an like you want an audience for that. And also like, it's not, there's not a lot there. Like, it's a great experience, that song. I enjoy it very much. It's fun at a dance party. But it, I do not think it would be fun in this circumstance. So. I went with Twist and Shout, Twist and Shout, and, and I began to realize it was the best choice for this because the show that I was doing, I was playing a storm, and um, one of the things we kept talking about was uh, was funneling, like that was like a, like a, a thing I could do and did and enjoyed, um, and that's a twist, that's a twister, so it's a little bit of a stretch, but... Hey, <laughs> I, I don't know, whatever. You'll enjoy it, maybe. Who can, who can say? Uh, so in a minute, you'll hear Twist and Shout. And meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, thank you. That is so nice. Uh, please like, review, subscribe in whatever podcast app you're in. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, that would be fantastic patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's Kofi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. There's also Substack. If you'd like to join as a paid person, you could be the first. I have some subscribers, but 
uh, none of them are paid. And that is okay. I am happy to deliver all of this to you for nothing, but uh, those who choose to help me do it are heroes. Thank you very much. And especially thanks to you right now who are listening. Thank you for your ears, your attention. Much appreciated. Okay, so uh, Twist and Shout, classic Beatles, doing it on guitar, because how, I mean, I, I could have done it on ukulele, but it just didn't seem right. So I deliver to you Twist and Shout. Enjoy. Well, shake it up, baby. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on and work it on out. Work it on out. Work it on out. Work it on out. You know you look so good. Look so good. You know you got me going. Got me going. Just like I knew you would. Like I knew you would. Shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby, now. Come on, baby. Come on and work it on out. Work it on out. You know you twist, little girl. Twist, little girl. You know you twist so fine. Twist so fine. Come on and twist a little closer now. Twist a little closer. Let me know that you're mine. Wondering what to do. Well, first you twist, and then you shout. Ah, yeah. baby, now shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby, now. Shake it, shake it, shake it, baby now. Shake it up, baby. Shake it, shake it, shake it, baby now. Shake it up, baby. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, baby now. Shake it up, baby. 